Hi guys. <laughs> According to timeanddate.com, it is 3:49 a.m. Today is is the 2nd of November 2021. It's Tuesday. You're listening to Dearest Diamond, a Diamond's Memoir. My name is Diamond and you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome to 30. Man, this podcast, aside one other thing I think is the most consistent thing I think I've ever had to try to keep up with. Whew. It's taking some weeks I'm disciplined, others I'm like struggling. But every time I come back here, I'm grateful. I I feel grateful to be back, you get so <laughs> yeah. Um, week 30. Today I'm drinking, um, my mom, she does all this, she likes all these fruits things. So I found grape, squeezed grapes in the fridge. So, and they were chilly. So I poured them in a nice mug, added a little ice water to it, you know, so it tastes real good. Oh god. Anyway, so the title of this week's episode is Dearest Diamond, I Backslid. I stopped praying. Yes, that's the title. Uh, so first off, I want you to demystify whatever you think backsliding means. You know, don't don't put it in that altar of the greatest sins ever committed. No, you know. Backsliding is just um it's just a reduction in intensity you know something sometimes it leads to a complete stop you know eventually but generally backsliding is just maybe a reduction in the intensity you um initially gave to something you know so yes just demystify the whole thing you know in church all those days they're like backslide i guess it's but don't not (laughs) another thing praying for me it's totally different from praying for you like what's and the method and how i pray might be different from how you pray so don't um when i say i backslid i stopped praying just give it some time it'll all come together <laughs> yes so um on the 26th of october 2021 i can't remember what i was doing but uh, okay, yes, I I was just in the house and I um wait let me check what date twenty sixth was. I think it was a Thursday calendar twenty-sixth. Oh twenty-sixth. Oh twenty-sixth was a Friday. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um that Friday morning, I think maybe it has to be in the morning, but just before I left the office, I wrote down this topic. I wrote week 30, Dearest Diamond, I backslid. I stopped praying. I wrote, I stopped praying. It got really difficult. And that's because I listened. So I think I was just trying to say that, you know how a lot of people have opinions about prayer, about how we pray. Some They feel sometimes like prayer is too much and all that. It's okay, but I was trying to say, I think I listened to a lot of that and I reduced the way I pray because for some reason I was thinking back to around this time last year and 
I noticed that there was a whole lot of difference here. Yeah, so I, you know, just wrote it down. I backslid, I stopped praying. I wrote, yeah, don't drive your idea of what prayer is down people's throats. You don't know what it does to them. Yeah. Keep your not praying to yourself. It's okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. And I'll keep my praying to myself and it's okay. I'll be fine as well. So yeah, I'm going to, okay. I was saying that. Um, so I wrote this down that morning and the same day I went to the office because if this day that I wrote this down, cause I always write dates when I write or when I get inspiration to write stuff. So I wrote this down and then the same day I went to work and I had this conversation, which I'm going to play now. It's five minutes in. I'm going to play it now. Um, I'll title it conversations with Amogi. She was talking about prayer and, um, you know, how she had a devotion with herself and the things she got away from it. And it was such a blessing to me. It was basically like God speaking to me through her because just that morning, apparently, I'm just realizing. I even thought it was two days before because I think in the, in the video, I mentioned in the audio, rather, I mentioned it that, oh, I had this, I wrote this thing down two days ago. Funnily, it was the same day I wrote it down. So I'll play the, um, voice note next and then i'll come back all right see you soon <laughs> oftentimes things don't go as planned and i find myself upset or irritated either with myself the situation or a person or persons who i felt was responsible for things not going as smoothly as i wanted so now what is the difference between will and plan it's a good thing to plan but if your plans are not in line with God's will, they are a waste of time. Many times we end up going round and round in circles on a particular thing because we fail to place our plans in the hands of God. Not just placing it, but also letting go. We have to, as believers, have learned the act of letting go because faith is about believing in things unseen. So, if you believe in things unseen, why are you still fretting about that? You already know what's ahead of you. You know you're going to be rich, you're going to be successful, you're going to be this amazing woman. So, why are you fretting about how that happens? Just let go. We have to learn to let go. So, we are so uptight, we are focused on our one goal and can't seem to make our time to be still and focus on the word of God. Okay, let's set aside belief for a bit. Imagine a toddler trying to place two toy parts together in their cute little baby minds. These are the parts that must come together. So, they try to fit them together and it doesn't work and then they jam the parts together it still doesn't fit. The parent is right there in the living room, probably reading a paper or something. He's seeing their kid playing but he's determined not to interfere unless his help is asked for. So the toddler becomes frustrated. Things are not going according to plan. He has planned for this piece to go into this other piece so that he can build a car. But since they don't fit, he gets a glue and tries to fit them together. It still doesn't work and he convinces himself that the problem is not him. It's the stupid people who made the parts that don't want to fit. And it goes on and on and on. Several hours pass and so a toddler, several hours is a lifetime. For you it may be years. Several hours pass and then he has dedicated a whole day to fixing this toy without success. Maybe this means he'll never get it fixed. Maybe so much time has passed that even if he gets it fixed today, the toy has become stale. You know how children are when they get something new. They want yeah. to play with it that day, that day. If not, and it's not sweet. Done. Yeah, it's not sweet anymore. So if he doesn't get it fixed today and he goes to school tomorrow and everyone the toy will become old news. How will he face his fellow toddlers in kindergarten class with everyone saying they fixed it in less than a day, yet here he is struggling to fix it. At this point, the toddler bursts into tears from all the overthinking 
and gets the attention of the parents who has been in the room all along working on this computer and the parent comes around and says what's the problem and at first the kid says i'm trying to fit this thing i can do it you get that kind of defense mm-hmm. i can do it though i know the logic behind it i've read the manual i've done this and this yes and this circular part looks like it's supposed to enter this circular part but it's not just working out it's either too big or too small it just doesn't fit right so he's telling the parent look i know what i'm doing i had a plan I know what it's supposed to look like. That's why I'm trying to fit it together. But it's just not working out and I can't see what I'm doing wrong because I'm focused on that thing I'm trying to do. And the parents at this point now gently explain that listen, the tire may be the same shape as the wheel, as the steering wheel. But the tire goes at the leg and the steering wheel comes here. So all this way he has been trying to fit the tire into a straight steering wheel and he doesn't understand why it's not working out. He has just been focused on that plan that he doesn't look outside the box or he doesn't consider another possibility that he may be wrong somehow. He hasn't let, like, do you understand? Yes. He's so fixated on what he thinks is the solution. So many of us do that. For us, for many of us, like, let me use myself as an example. It can be with marriage. I know that this is the picture I'm seeing. This is what I want. I want to marry at this age and I want to have my children at this age. And then a picture presents itself. I try to make it fit. It's not fitting because it's not meant to fit. It's not right. It's not meant to be there. But I, I'm so focused on reaching my goal that I cannot see the bigger picture. Can see something else. So, Shuma, um, Proverbs 19:21 says, "You can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail." That's something that human beings know about. No matter how many plans you make, see that thing God wants to happen. It may get extended a little bit, but it will still happen because it's the Lord's will. His will will prevail. God's word is yes and amen. Like it's not something that will ever change in a million years to come. So you can be sure. Thoughts and he knows. Towards, so, so, so much planning may indicate a lack of trust. If you're a believer, plan. Plan, but, but let go. Let go. So I'm not going to read, I'm not going to read the subheadings on each one. So that one is so much planning may indicate a lack of trust. I wrote some and I write something there then. Okay, now you've now that you've released control to him. What happens when you don't know what to do next? I asked myself that question and I answered it. And then how are we to follow his voice when we don't know what God's voice is? By frequently training. If you want to become fit, you don't just sit at home and will yourself to become fit. You go to the gym, you work out, you train your muscles. You can train your muscles in spiritual disciplines like prayer, worship, studying the word, to strengthen yourself. So yes, his voice. Yeah. Sorry. We go forward a yeah. bit. I just need to get to a place where there's shit. Blah, 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 blah. I now give an example that if someone your friends with tells you that 
when you were sleeping, they counted in the strand of your head. Don't you think the person is obsessed with you? Why are you so? <laughs> well, God knows the number of hair on my head. I'm he's obsessed with me. He's obsessed with me. me. So I, I can't. Like, it's not I'm my sorry, fault. but yes, he's obsessed. <laughs> so, number 16, in their hearts, humans plan their thoughts, but God establishes their steps. The other thing I wrote is that, and also, we have to learn to distinguish between what is a promise in the Bible and what is a prayer. There are some things in the Bible that are promises. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, sorry. There are some things in the Bible that are prayers. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. It just is a prayer to guide you on what to pray. But if it's still not God's will, it won't happen. But there are yeah, some things promises. that are promises. Whether, Whether rain, fall, or sunshine, or the world comes to an end, it's going to happen. So, some prayers go unanswered, but a promise is a promise. Heaven and earth may fade away, but God's promise is forever. So, let's, for example, now, this one, I'll give I'll, I'll say the Bible verse and you tell me whether it's a prayer or a promise. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. I don't know, sounds like a prayer. It's a prayer. Okay. May he I, I pray that he Yes. It's a prayer. But this one, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. That's it. He will. So we have to also distinguish it because sometimes we're praying on your phone. And we're praying, but you said you will make all my plans of <laughs> I planned that I will do this thing. It did not work. What are you going to do? You are blaming Actually, God. You yes. have to differentiate the two. So Just commit it to him. Yeah. Sometimes we pray endlessly about the thing. And when our plans don't work out, we start to doubt his word. Check if the word you're condemning is a prayer or a promise. If it's a prayer, maybe try a new prayer. Ask, Maybe ask him to align those with yours. Praying for God's will to be done is an essential element in our prayer life. Our Father, this... um. um when we asked Jesus, how do we pray? And he said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What was the next thing he said? Thy will be done. This he said this before he said saying, Forgive us, give us our, our daily bread. This is those ones are prayers. His will be done. He has said that first. If his will is not for you to eat that day, you will not eat. And you know what I let me continue at this point. <laughs> this please. Is so you know, this conversation we're having is funny because I wish I had my book here. I would have shown you my podcast episode for the next week. is supposed to be Jerry's Diamond. I backslid. I stopped praying. Okay. Honestly, like, so the fact that we're actually here talking about this mm-hmm. and it just, to me, it just kind of all makes sense. Like, because it's an eye opener that there are certain things that are actually promises, certain yeah. things that are actually prayers. It's. Yeah. It's a whole new, it's a whole, yes, it is for me. And so that's why, like, I'm just like, wow, okay, just, I wish I could show you my book. I have it written. Yeah. That was two days back, and that was supposed to be. Just because when we're praying, what exactly are we praying? Are we praying? The first thing we should pray for is God's will. And and then, now talking about God's will, you remember that He says, My thoughts towards you are thoughts of good to give you. Like, it's still there. He can. Let's go on. Um, by praying for God's will to be done, we are asking for any obstacles, including our own plans and intentions, to be diminished. Do you understand? So, once you pray for God's will, even if your, your own plan gets to work out, to be disrupted, your plan may be disrupted, but you know your confidence is that what He has said is coming, no matter how. Yes, that should help us keep moving. Yes. So, what does choosing to trust God look like? Stillness. Losing a little bit of control. Remember your end goal for the day, for the week, for the month, 
and talk to God about it. It may seem trivial, but what praying does sometimes is to calm your mind enough to be still and listen up. Now you're feeling open to other ideas that were not initially in your plans. Sure, it throws you a little off, but ultimately you get everything done. David was a man after God's heart and he was dedicated to trusting God all his life. With his life, it paid off because it wasn't from tending sheep. That wasn't it wasn't it from tending sheep that he became king. God gave him some promises. If you read through Psalms, you will see the promises God gave him. He was claiming them, but he was in the desert. He was not doing masters. He was not doing PhD like everyone else. He was doing what the fuck God asked him to do. He was doing what the fuck God asked him to do. So, and he's spending a lot of time in God's presence. He discovered some secrets about God in the wilderness, including how to discern his voice, how to hear and know his voice. So, in and also in our everyday life okay some people ask but how can i know whether something i'm doing is in, is god's will or not there are some things that as a christian you would know because there are some things he has instructed us on like loving your neighbor like um yeah there are some things he stands on like marrying one wife loving your neighbor and so on and so forth and not becoming intoxicated with alcohol those ones are command not commandments but at some advice but the ultimate law he gave us was love love your neighbor if you don't love you cannot call yourself a child of god so if you're following that thought process then you can ask yourself is something you're doing is coming from a place of love that's how you know something he doesn't want to do he doesn't always have to come and whisper in your ear that you being mean to someone is not his will for you you don't need god to come and tell you that because he has already told you that he won't love your neighbor as you love yourself and that thing you just did to your neighbor, can you do that to yourself? So there's some things you can know. So, but then, can I say something in that, in, in yeah, that yeah, aspect? Yeah. Aside all these things, also living. So yes, I get it. There's the moral code, right? Mm-hmm. So when you say love your neighbor, but I want you to at every point. Also, part of remaining still is knowing even when you don't love your neighbor. Breathe and tell yourself, I love him. Maybe now I want to strangle him, but yeah. one day maybe we'll be good. You get like leave still. Don't don't leave with, stepping on nails and yeah, saying, oh yeah. maybe because I did this, that's yeah, why this yeah. is not happening yes. right for no, me. No, no, At no point, you're yourself. never there's there's it's therefore not now no condemnation. Exactly. Yeah. So, so exactly, it's not punishing for anything. Yeah. So, so even Jesus didn't follow his own plans. Think about it. He came into this world through a woman like us discovered a lot of distractions that could easily have just pulled him away from God's plan but he stuck to God's plan this man was 33 years old when he died he was in his peak and the Bible doesn't describe him as someone who wasn't attractive people were attracted to him he was in his peak he was charismatic he was bold he was confident but he was humble so he could pull crowds he could pull um, people how can he walk up to people and telling them to follow him, follow him, leave what you're doing and follow him? And they actually followed him. He pulled people to the point that billions, hundreds of years later, thousands of years later, we are still Don't following make it look like it was. So, Jesus' actually, entire life was marked by a steady desire to do God's will. The reason God sent him, you know how children feel like their parent just doesn't understand? We feel, sometimes we feel about God that he doesn't understand what it's like to be human. He doesn't understand what it's like to go through all sins. Yes, he's a perfect God, so maybe he will not understand why it's so difficult for us to stay on the clear and narrow. He does understand because he sends Jesus to experience those exact same things. A lot of people think of Jesus as because he was born of God or in the spirit of God. So he was extraordinary he was, for he was, he was not. He made himself extraordinary by refusing to participate in some things. In the drama of the party. <laughs> guy, this guy had enough reason to just become a fool, basically. 
women were following him, men were following him. High and mighty, he liked him because he was performing miracles for them on his stage. Imagine someone like that in this Somebody our generation. who had used all her money that. to buy him perfume. Bro, I came to rub his legs. He came to massage Oh my God. God. <laughs> that kind of person, you would think that he would say, Oh my God, see, uh, thank you. He was tempted now. My guy went to fast and pray. And you brought gold to him. You brought this one to him. You brought that one to him. You should just denounce God. That's how bad he was. I can give you the word. He, he was, was offered. He was attacked. Who will come and offer you $10 billion now? You told him. <laughs> In this, in this person, <laughs> you will not. <laughs> Do you understand? You will collect Actually, it and leave your morals. But this guy did not promise anything. He followed the will of God right to the end, even when it was the most painful. His guy wept as if his sweat was removing blood. That is how stressed he was when he knew what was ahead of him. Focus, delirious. So, oh my. The most stressful situation I've been in in my life. Something happened. My nose. I had a nose. That's the first and only time I've had a nose. I was even shocked. I just felt something weird. I thought it was Qatar. And why did it That was, and I was going through a particularly stressful period at the time. This guy wept. No, he sweat was blood in the Garden of Gethsemane. He knew what was happening. He was sweating, and blood was coming out as droplets. That's to tell you how stressed he was. He could easily have called it off. He could have called it off, but he knew that, see, God's plans for me are good. He has to go ahead with this thing. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we mo- we may worry about if God's plan is really the best or if what He has planned for us may be good, but we would have preferred something else. A lot of us do that. Yeah, God, I know Your plan is supposed to be the best, but I would have actually preferred it to work out this way. No, 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 it's, it's still on the word. Yeah, it was, it was so hot. Why is it hot? Anyways, so you have your reasons, and they're reasonable. You've done the math, you've done the body This is you pray about it, you fast on it, and everything. But the Bible says. Isaiah 55 verse 6 that his ways are not our ways, neither are our thoughts his thoughts. All your logic and your reasoning, that child that was trying to fit a tire into a steering wheel, he thought he knew everything. But his ways are not our ways. We can't expect to even know. We don't have a clue. We should not pretend to and stop trying to control things. So if we take apart his word bit by bit, we discover that his plans are not to harm us. His plans are to prosper us, regardless of how that looks like in our current situation. We have to trust and not be fixated on our situation because he is already fixated on it. He's on it. And you still trying to control things shows that you don't trust his ability to handle shit. Even when you do that for a human being, try it for your boyfriend or your husband. And they'll tell you, I'll handle this. Shit, you are made in the image of God. If you keep trying to push him, push him, you tell you he's a woman. Is it that you don't trust that I can handle this? It's disrespectful. This is what we do with God. He knows our end from our beginning. While like toddlers trying to fix it, tie into a steering wheel, God is just letting us know that He has a better way where everything will absolutely fix for you. So, like, shouldn't spread. So, that was just a summary of the devotion I had myself. No, that's that sick. Day. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This was really good. Who would have thought? No, but because... sorry that I just finished preaching to you. I don't know. Why are you apologizing that you put up there? See, yeah. Last last fellowship is not when we go to church and we clap and we praise God. At every point, you can fellowship with someone. Even if it's just me, I'm gathered with Holy Spirit. So no no no, I'm so just there's so many things I could take away from the whole devotion. I could take away. 
thank you for sharing. Okay. You're and welcome. On the Wednesday, let me share the Zoom with me. Let me... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm back. Um so yeah, that day we had taken a drive and um somehow that conversation just happened and immediately she started speaking. She was like, "Okay, she wanted to So yeah, she had shared that with me. Um or well, she was sharing that with me and I immediately had to start recording. So yes, I have her on the podcast um with permission and yes she had Im- immediately started to share that with me and then i started recording without telling her but yes i did tell her then and yeah um that was for me just like i would say god speaking to me because prayer for us is different prayer the way everyone prays is different um i'm not going to limit what prayer for you is supposed to be because i think that's how you know we should pray we all um believe differently and take life differently that's very understandable so i will just speak from the angle that i understand so <laughs> prayer for me like i said is different find a way that works for you in building that relationship for me it's an intimacy thing so i don't pray because i'm trying to get stuff i already have stuff based on what the bible has for me and so I feel that prayer is just finding that place that's that intensity that you need to to keep going. I wasn't praying that my plans would work out. I was praying to establish quickly on a matter his promises. I needed to let go. It didn't matter which plans were working accordingly or not. I just needed to let go. I needed to just keep speaking in those unknown tongues because I really just know that his thoughts towards me are of good to give me an expected end so i stand on the assurance of the shed blood and establish that expected end quickly being still afterwards learning to hear his voice so in the recording you would have heard her when she, she talked about being still and you know, letting go so that's just what i was writing here that relating it to the title i had backstage so life happens and as it happens sometimes you get anxious you forget that there's something that brings peace there's something that helps you stay still and for me like i said prayer is an intimacy thing for me so it brings me to this place of stillness it brings me to this place of knowing remembering that i have an expected end you know um so and i had stopped doing that for a while i was just reflecting on it and i was like i hadn't it had been it wasn't the same way it used to be you know and so this just kind of helped me to redirect like i was i was there was never a time i was praying because i was i'm not supposed to be praying because i'm afraid you know i'm not praying from a place of fear i'm not praying from a place of um i just know it's an established fact that god's promises have to come to pass that's why i'm you know kind of establishing it on earth through prayer. So, um <laughs> I wrote here God might have asked you to go to Canada though. <laughs> If you remember during the um recording we talked about that. So, um your blessings are your blessings. His promises are his promises. Breathe and let go of the anxiety. <laughs> and then yeah, she was talking about she said Jesus was a Jesus was a buddy actually. 
like the prostitute actually brought perfume poured on his leg and kissed his feet ah so i think yeah we've kind of reduced him to like maybe he was poor or something no he had influence over multitudes he could sit and speak and five thousand people gathered he was a normal person like us and i remember she said "Mm." yeah she said he made himself extraordinary so like we have so much potential so much potential where we're made in the image and likeness of god we have so much potential so it was so interesting you know just listening to all that and rejuvenating finding you know getting myself and knowing that remembering that this day like when i'm praying i am just i'm just establishing those promises and they definitely must come so um (laughs) I wrote here, he made himself extraordinary. He was offered the world to stray away from the will of God. So yes, the will of God. The will of God is when you get to that place. She said in while she was speaking, she quoted Isaiah where she said, you will know. It's your intuition. You will know. You will know when, when it's time to go. You know, life will happen steady continuously in a direction of good you will know so he said he followed the will of god even when it was the most painful so don't give up your integrity for shit don't just know that do the right thing through and through you know do the right thing at every point do your best to be to have integrity to be an honorable person to be like christ indeed and watch your life play out it might not happen the way you expect it but just know that there is an expected end it's called the hope of glory um which is christ in me yeah (laughs) so he said that yeah for the joy that was set before him so yeah um i i i took a lot from that conversation and i hope i hope i hope you've taken something too um this past week was uh my weekend was filled with so many activities i hung out with my friends from way back on friday night yeah that was yeah that was friday night i think i hung out with my friends from like secondary school yeah them let me not go into mentioning names but i hung out with my friends and then on saturday i had an earlier um events thingy in the morning i attended the premiere for the young god pod season five in the evening anyway so yes i recorded season i went for the listening or the premiere of season five that was on the 31st that was on saturday evening after my earlier event and it was an interesting one and then the next morning i was driving to my friends um baby dedication i've known them since i was five or four since i can remember myself i think i've known her and her family and you know going for one of the sisters baby dedication just made me realize how time had flown and one thing i'm grateful for that i think is something i never used to pay attention to is that despite all the changes that happened in my life this i have connection to every bit of my life from lagos to when i changed schools i have connections with people 
from every sphere of my life and i think that's actually something to be grateful for so yeah remind me to say it when i'm telling you the things i'm grateful for <laughs> so yes anyway like okay then that brings me to 10 things i'm grateful for this week i'm grateful for the the ability to return here to come back to dares diamond o'clock dares diamond nights um i'm grateful for conversations that for friends that people can that god can use to speak to you and for conversations that remind you of what intent he has for you i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for um oh yes oh my god there's a part i forgot to talk about so this whole metaverse gist look i'm hearing some christians you know saying is the antichrist and all that look let's not do these things to ourselves again hmm? the world is moving the world has been moving before you know the reason there's so much misconception about what god wants and what he doesn't want the world is going to move in the direction no matter how many, how much we fight it the metaverse thing is here christians key in in uh, grow learn a skill that is going in that direction um invest in that direction it's where the world is going even if you don't understand what god intends to make happen out of it like i said keep praying obviously because the will of god must be established and we established this we established the will in prayer so keep praying obviously but key in don't be left behind tomorrow don't say had i known no i would have bought that stock i would have invested i would have learned that thing go ahead and do it because look when people have always fought change Christians, for some reason, they've always preached to us Christians that, I don't know, that at least that's preaching we've been hearing over here, or I have been hearing, not now. I used to hear that kind of preaching, how, you know, the Antichrist and all, be careful of this because of the understandable, but key in the direction, go in the direction of the money, that's the truth. Remain grounded in your Christianity, in your, remember, like we said earlier, you know who you are um you are steady trying to do the will of god to love to be have integrity to be excellent that's there but go in the direction of the money hmm. <laughs> so yeah so i was uh, yeah that part um so back to then things i'm grateful for um so yes i'm grateful for the ability to keep thinking and you know God speaking to you because however you want to look at it look the good thoughts you have is God that is speaking to you so keep listening I'm grateful for that and yes um, I'm grateful I'm grateful there's something that there's beautiful things happening around me and I'm just grateful for that I'm grateful for where I am I'm at peace um, God's teaching me every day I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful for family. My dad's birthday was on the 31st. I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful for my mom. I'm just grateful for a whole lot of things and yeah, the ability to pray. Yes, I'm grateful for the ability to pray. So I will leave the scriptures that were mentioned in the description. Just you can check them out on your own later. And um this week I affirm a diamond's affirmation. I consistently know the next best step to take. My life is in the exact direction it needs to go. 
I am exceptional. My ears are inclined to hear the voice of God. I consistently know the next best step to take. My life is in the exact direction it needs to go. I am exceptional. My ears are inclined to hear the voice of God. I consistently know the next best step to take. My life is in the exact direction it needs to go. I am exceptional. My ears are inclined to hear the voice of God. One more time. I consistently know the next best step to take. My life is in the exact direction it needs to go. I am exceptional. My ears are inclined to hear and to do the voice of God. All right, people, this is a long one. I will try to edit it and cut it short, but thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at dearest.diamond. Engage me, send me an email. My email is there. And um, yeah, let's keep the conversation going. It's Dearest Diamond, a Diamond's Memoir. Have a great week and see you. Bye.